shoot. Hold on, guys. You know what I totally didn't do? Hold on. I got to put my intro up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. In Your Business with Dr. Alex, where we get all up in your business and your health. And today I have an amazing guest, Dr. White. She's an expert in women's health, hormones. She is absolutely fantastic. She has her own podcast. I mean, this girl is doing the thing. So definitely as you're jumping on, feel free to ask any questions. This is interactive. Please ask any questions. We're streaming to a couple different platforms. you got YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or not Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So we are all over. So let us know what platform you're on, what questions you have. We'd love to give you a shout out, say hello to you. And before we get too into the show, and before I forget, I'm going to give a shout out to my special sponsor, Eric McKee. If you're in Northeast Ohio, you're looking for a home, definitely hook up with Eric. I'm going to So thank you to our sponsor and his information is in the description so you can get a hold of him. But I am getting ready to bring on my guest. And again, let us know any questions you have. This is interactive and we'd love to give you a shout out and help you with anything that we can help you with. So let me bring out my guest, Dr. White. Hello. Hey girl. Hi. Hi. So nice to see you. You as well. You as well. Oh, awesome. So I did let, you know, our guests know that as they're coming on, they can definitely ask questions. So we're going to be talking about women's health, hormones. We're going to be talking about your practice and getting to know a bit more about you and the amazing things that you and do in this world regarding health, because I know you and I connected on LinkedIn and we have a very similar philosophy. And you were you like, I remember we met because you shared a post of mine. I was like, who is, who's this girl? Share my Oh, so you, were reading my, you were like reading my business diary. So I was like, I need to like at least let her know if nobody else is feeling what you're, you know, picking up what you're putting down. That's me. I am right there with you. 
<laughs> yes. And that's what's so amazing is there are so many great practitioners out there like us that have that same kind of philosophy, that same thing behind what they're doing. But it's like we're very few and far between. Like it's hard to find us. And so I'm so glad that you that you did that and we connected. And here we are. And I love that. And so if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself to this amazing audience and tell us a little bit more about you and your practice. All right. My name is Lorena White. I am an obstetrician gynecologist by original trade. I subspecialized in reproductive endocrinology and infertility. I'm also a licensed acupuncturist and a clinical herbalist. Uh, I am the founder and owner and right now the managing director of the Ebdemonia Center. We're an integrated reproductive medicine and women's health firm, and we specialize in complex women's health challenges namely endometriosis, uterine fibroids, PCOS, fertility challenges, and menstrual dysfunction. And what makes us different is that we try to address, no, we do address uh, these challenges without pharmaceutical intervention, without unnecessary surgical intervention, and without a whole bunch of painkillers, um, because we do address the underlying root cause of mm -hmm. our imbalances and not just chase symptoms. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I love all of that. And again, if you have questions about any of any of the things that she just spoke about, feel free to drop them in the chat. We're here to share our expertise and to help you in any way that we can. So, so much good stuff there. And what what really kind of drove you into this philosophy, this practice that you have? What was like the impetus for like you to be like this? This is what needs to happen in healthcare. Uh, I think um, as I was practicing, I realized that I was doing a lot of prescribing of medications, a lot of hormones. I felt like I was a hormone dispenser, a pain put, a painkiller pusher, um, and a surgical tech. But nobody was getting any better because, again, we were addressing the symptoms. And in conventional medicine, that's pretty much what the tools that we have in our toolbox. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not necessarily a provider issue, but it is a, you know, a trickle down issue and that the healthcare system in general um, kind of has a framework where that's um, where the money is, like with, you know, pharmaceutical interventions. And instead of having a health management system, we have a disease management system. And again, my philosophy when I wanted to become a physician was about healing. And I really do feel like that's the missing component of conventional medicine, whereas traditional medicine um, does a great, a better job and does a great job of addressing the root cause. And while it's not as, you know, potentially not as lucrative, it definitely does have the the goals that I have in mind, which is actually healing, healing health and wellness overall. Mm. Yeah. I, and that's the point that I got to as well. Like when I stepped away from the bedside and practicing was just the pushing of medication. It was all about medications and nothing was, I never really saw anybody getting better. I mean, I felt like the symptoms would improve, right? Cause we masked the symptoms. The symptoms would get better, but the shit that was causing the problem in the first place never went away. It was still there. It's getting worse because you're not addressing it. Yeah, exactly. And that's why like the dose, like, oh, we're just going to have to go up on your dose again. We're just going right. to give you some more or let's add this one on. This one does something a little bit different to address right. this new thing that you got going on that you got from the other medication. It's this endless cycle and it's so frustrating. And I know for myself when I had, I had high blood pressure and, you know, it started with one pill, then it went to two pills, right. then they wanted to put me on three pills. And I was like, no, I'm not, I was like, yeah. I'm not 
going down this path. And so finally, like when it got to that thing with almost the third and I was going through heart failure, like I was like, I need to get my shit together. Like there's a reason I'm, I'm ending up like this. And it's so, you know, it's so hard when you're in it to see what the problem is. And nobody was like real with me and said what the problem was. And I love that both you and I are very real matter of fact with the state of people's health <laughs> and why you are the way you are. And it's not mm-hmm. just as, you know, in, and it takes real conversations with people. And I love that we're both about that. Yeah. And a lot of people are not used to that approach because they're used to, and I don't want to say coddling, but mm-hmm. they're used to, okay, well, just take this, this will make you feel better, or this will this will alleviate the symptom. And again, that part, again, like you said, has some truth to it. Maybe the thing will get better, but why are you having those headaches? Why are you, you know, having menstrual dysfunction? Why are you having heavy bleeding? Why are you missing periods? You no, know, those are the things. Why is your blood pressure continuously high? And then, you know, like you mentioned, then you take a cocktail of medicines and supplements, and now you're taking medicine and supplements that you don't even know who prescribed what for when and for why. Are there any cross reactions, cross, you know, interactions? And now you're just on a whole bunch of stuff. You don't really know what's doing what and when, and you have really expensive urine because you're just peeing it all out. And (laughs) that's, that's it. And you're still not getting any better. And I feel like that's where a lot of our clientele comes from is that they tried everything else and they're still not where they want to be health wise. And, you know, they've lost years out of their lives um, trying to chase a symptom. And not only does that symptom not go away, it gets worse and others join. Mm, yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. You got really expensive pee. You got liquid gold happening up in there because <laughs> And it's it's so true. So much of this stuff is like water soluble. And, and one of the things like people don't even realize is that when they have a lot of those GI issues and, or any type of belly surgeries that you don't absorb like the normal person, you really don't. And so they wonder why they take so many supplements and they're taking this and they're taking this and they're never seeing the results that they were promised or that they think they should see because there's no way that their body's ever going to be able to digest and absorb any of that shit. And it just, yes, it becomes very expensive pee and it's just extra stuff that you really don't need to be taking. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, but healing takes work. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, if you've been having a condition that's evolving over, let's say 10 years, mm-hmm. there's not a pill in this world that's going to help that just go away, let alone anytime soon. And we always use the kind of like, okay, for every year of evolution, give me a month of in, of intense therapy. And they're like, well, I've been dealing with this for 20 years. I'm like, yeah. So in about two years it, with consistent work and effort, we'll have this, you know, under control. And they're like, that's two years. I'm like, but that was 20 years that this has been going on. I mean, I'm asking you to give me, you know, not eat like not even 10% of that. Um, mm-hmm. So you're going to start getting better, but the idea is to get you to, you know, optimal, and that takes time and that takes work that takes effort that's consistent and a lot of people just don't have the desire to put in the work to be healthy um to live optimally and they want that quick fix but yet there it just doesn't exist oh my gosh yeah so many great things you just said and that's why 
working with a practitioner, working with somebody that can help you to be consistent. Because it's it's so hard, again, to undo that lifetime of habits, routines, behaviors, mindset. It's so hard to undo all of that. And it is. It's like the American way, right? We want it now. We want it our way. And that's Bigger, just- faster, sooner. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Like it's some superhero, like some Marvel right. superhero. No, it don't happen like that. It does not happen like that. It takes time to undo all the trauma, all the stress, all yes. the things that you've done to your body. And it does, it takes time. And it, it, like two years, just like you yes. said, to just kind of start reversing things and to get better to f- and get to a point where you are feeling better. And I think also some people are so used to underperforming, underliving, you know, just under everything. They're used to performing at this level that is not yes. themselves. It's not at all where they could be. But they're so used to that. And they think that that's like their normal. And normal. I'm like, that's, yeah. that's, they think, yeah, it's so not, yeah. it's so yeah. not. And, but they become used to that. And then, and then when they do start to even get a little bit worse, like symptoms start to get worse and they start to feel a little bit shittier, then they just <laughs> want to get back like up to that below average level that they were at right. before. And I'm like, there's so much more for you beyond that, right? There's so, so much better health, so much better feeling in, out, all the things. But it's so hard for people to even imagine or get to that point because they're so used to just being yeah. at the subpar level. I think the most common thing I hear, especially when we're dealing with menstrual dysfunction, is that pain is just a normal part of having your period. Mm-mm. And I tell people all the time, no, it's not. Like pain is a no matter what part of your body, pain is a sign that something's wrong. Not soreness, but pain is the sign. And when you're taking painkillers just so you can function, no, that's not healthy. It may be your normal, but it's not natural. That is not healthy. That's not optimal. And I have never had cramps. I mean, since, you know, I started my first um, period and people were like, that can't be. And I'm like, I have never had cramps before. I was like, it's not normal to have and then when I finally get them to a place, they're like, my period came. I didn't even like, I didn't even know it because I didn't have any cramps. I'm like, so what was that again? You want to let's let's talk about that. And I think we've been like educated to believe that certain things are just a part of life, especially for mm-hmm. women. This mm-hmm. is going to be painful. This is what's going to have to be. You're going to have to just suck it up and deal with it because this is your lot in life. When in all actuality, not only is it not your lot in life, but it is problematic because you're not even, like you said, searching for better, looking for another way to improve, looking for what's optimal for you. And that may not be what it is for the next woman or the next person, Mm -hmm. but there's always room for improvement, even health-wise. And that means not just when you're in your 20s, not just when you're in your 30s, not just when you're in your 40s. Let's just go not even when you're seven. You can always get better. There's something that you can do to improve because we all we live in the united states for the first of all and so between the stressors the day-to-day stressors the intergenerational traumas i mean we all can have to do something to address aspects of our health and it's not just physical it's mental it's spiritual it's emotional um, sometimes it's even vocational and i think there's something that we can all do to address those aspects of our health that we don't even feel is are always necessarily having a negative effect or impact Oh, girl, you said the C word. You said career. I love talking about stuff and work, but we're going to back it up for a second because we have okay. a great question. We have a really great question. So are there any specific home tests to check for hormone deficiencies? Dr. Angela Pearson would like to know. 
Yes, I know there's several um, and people use different things. Um, Modern Fertility does has some. Um, there's the, what kind of test? I forget, it starts with a D and I forget what it is, but there's different, um, different tests that you can do to check your hormones. Um, and I know, again, just if you Google Modern Fertility, um, there's definitely ways to like look at your hormones, but the best way to look at your hormones so that you can actually have the same comparison is check with your provider. Sometimes it's your PCP, depending on insurance. Um, and that's another whole thing we can talk about, but depending on your insurance, it will cover certain things and it will cover, uh, uh, won't cover other things, but it's always good, especially for women, especially if you're looking at, you know, at fertility and trying to know where you are, get that done when you start, I mean, when you're 18, um, where your hormones are. So you can see how your fertility is changing over time and not when you're 35 and your fertility is already starting to decline. And that doesn't mean it's like dropping precipitously, but there are changes that happen with women that don't necessarily happen with men. And it's always good to know where you stand, always to have a baseline. And I think sometimes we just, we're told like, oh, don't worry about it. It's not a big thing, but it is a big thing, especially if you're having any type of menstrual dysfunction, if you ever think about, or even remotely think about having children, mm -hmm. 18 is the time to start looking at things. Either your periods are already wonky and we need to figure out what's going on or like, okay, where are you? Where are you? And getting that as part of your annual, I think, is, is uh, one of the things that we don't talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but yet we'll talk about egg freezing and things of that nature. But my thing is, let's get the checkup so we can know for ourselves where we stand. And while egg freezing may be a part of that for X person, that may not be a part of that. But if you know where you stand, you can still make those decisions in real time about what you want to do with your body and how you want to plan accordingly. Mm, I love that. I hope that answered your question, Dr. Angela Pearson. Thank you for asking. Feel free to ask any more questions as well. So, you know, and that's another thing, like people, there are a lot of home things that you can do. There's all kinds of tests out there on the market and different things that you can do. But I'm wondering too, what are your feelings about you know, trying those different tests that you might see here and there, like just do your saliva here, send me a poop sample here, versus going and working with an actual practitioner and having a conversation and getting maybe things specifically ordered for you. What are your kind of thoughts about that? Well, I definitely think it's important to have that um, relationship with a practitioner because then we can talk about, okay, is this result aberrant based on something? Maybe you were supposed to be fasting and you weren't for this particular test and it, it's high or low, or maybe it's outside of range and you don't really know how to explain it. And so now you're having to like Google and WebMD and do all these things, which is like the worst thing I feel our clientele does because now you see all these different things that has nothing to do with you. And now you're self-medicating, you're self-doing this, you're going through all this stuff. And it was really like, oh, you needed to be fasting with that. And if you were fasting, then we can like, you know, that it's not even, there's nothing out of range. It's just that that was a test that you should have been fasting on. Um, or, you know, different things so that your physician can counsel you appropriately and accordingly. Now, the caveat to that is, do you have a practitioner that you trust, that you know, and that espouses your approach to your own health and wellness? Are you someone who's going to tell you, oh, you have uterine fibroids. Okay. So you need to like have a surgical intervention. Are you with someone who's going to tell you, okay, just go ahead on and have that hysterectomy. Or are you going to have someone that's going to talk to you about lifestyle medicine and things that you can do to address your fibroids without having a surgical intervention? 
which not just you know removes the fibroids, but potentially, but knowing, are they going to counsel you to tell you that they're going to come back if you don't change your lifestyle? Are they going to um, just encourage you to get hysterectomy, knowing that that could come with some you know organ prolapse and some other aspects of health that you don't want to have? Um, I think it really is important that we consider those things because I think a lot of times we just go to a doctor and we may or may not even be satisfied, but that's who our doctor is. And we just kind of continue going, going through the motions with that provider, but the relationship, that relationship isn't even healthy. So um, staying with a physician or a provider that's just not working for you, I think is another problem that we have because we don't fire um, our providers and physicians who are doing their job. And if they're not supporting you and giving you a comprehensive overview of your condition, and that means, you know, benefits, uh, alternatives, you know, to treatment and really giving you a scope of what your options are, then that's problematic. And I think a lot of times we're not given, especially black and brown women, we're just not given the full gamut because, again, some of our providers and practitioners aren't well versed. They themselves don't know or they themselves don't understand. So they can't recommend or even talk about in an educated way, something that they have no, no clue about. And that's also problematic. And I think that's one of the places where our firm shines because we are integrated. And so, um, again, I dance in both worlds of Western medicine and, and traditional medicine, conventional you know, modalities and traditional healing modalities. So I know the things that work. I know the pluses and minuses, the benefits and, and the drawbacks. Um, and most providers can't do that. Or like how I felt when I was just working in conventional medicine, I can only talk about one thing um, based on you know where I was and the, what setting I was in. Um, mm -hmm. Certain things that I couldn't write or document in a chart. But my thing is you don't have to take a medicine for that. You know, Take some garlic and some turmeric and blah, 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 and be about your business. Um, mm -hmm. But certain things, you know, I can't talk about, I couldn't talk about. So, um, again, it's systemic and it's a systemic issue. And it's just, um, an issue that's in this being in the system causes. But that's why, again, having a provider that you have a great relationship with and it's going to give you per, uh, healthy and adequate counsel. That's important as a part of that process, too. Mm, yeah, I love how you brought up the relationship part and having finding a practitioner that has the same beliefs about your body and will support your decisions, right? Because what's worse when you have an idea of what you want when you go in and then they completely talk you out of it or they make you feel a certain type of way because yeah. you want X, Y, and Z. And I know I experienced that. And when I had my son, my youngest, I mean, that was an uphill battle girl when I was trying to have that baby and just all of the things that I came up against because I was an older mom, 35. Oh my God. When I had him, right. Like I'm like, I'm, it was, that's another topic for another show. Right. <laughs> like, right. It's, it's so ridiculous how I was treated and I was in the healthcare field and I was yeah. treated terribly. Yeah. And I, it was so traumatic for me, that whole experience. And so, yeah, having a relationship with somebody that understands and has your own beliefs, has your best intentions at heart, is not there just to see you for 15 minutes, let's get you scheduled for surgery, goodbye. And then the next time you see them is when you're getting surgery and that's it. And then you see a couple follow-ups and like, that's it. And then right. unfortunately, probably the next time you see them would be the next time you have to get surgery for the same damn thing because nobody mm -hmm. ever talk to you about how to keep all of that stuff at bay, how to change your life, change your right. lifestyle so that these things don't come back to you. And that's, 
that so much of what is missing in the whole healthcare dynamic right now is all of that. And I'm so glad that you are out here with that same mentality of like, we have to change things. And I love how you're changing things with your practice. I absolutely love that. Well, thank you. And I, again, I think a part of it is that people are realizing, and I definitely think with, you know, so much talk around, um, especially black maternal health and black um, maternal morbidity and uh, mortality, we're having conversations now. Um, and we're realizing that, you know, the conventional medicine system may not be the safest place for us all the time. And there's nothing wrong with having a baby at home. There's nothing wrong with going to a birthing center. Um, there's certain things that we can do, but it's still, you know, important to have a relationship with the provider um, and not just kind of, you know, abandon the whole system, but trying to find someone who resonates with you and who sees you as a whole person. And unfortunately, you know, if we keep feeding into a broken system, it's going to remain broken. And mm -hmm. until we decide to feed into practitioners and again, and that includes myself, I echo your sentiments. I have been to physicians and until I say, hey, I'm a doctor, um, I receive, you know, you know, less than optimal treatment because my thing is, wait a minute, if you could have done that before, why did I have to flex? in order to mm -hmm. get the treatment that I deserved in the first place. And I think that's what bothers me because I know I can advocate for myself. I know the system just as well as they do. Mm -hmm. um, but that person who is either coming in without an advocate, without an ally, without someone who is literally advocating for them, they're in a system that's just going to railroad them and they don't even know before and, you know, until it's too late. And, mm -hmm. you know, decisions are just taken away or just things that are pushed on in the guise of educating, but it's really being kind of paternalistic in a way and that decisions are just being um, made for them. And so I find that it's just really important to not just broaden the horizons in terms of what is possible, but to really do your research. And unfortunately, doing your research online is can be scary as well because heaven knows what articles you're reading and who wrote them and what bent they have and who they're being, you know, subsidized by, but um, it really is important to look and see what other possibilities are out there and talk to someone who is receptive and can give you a, a whole person 360 degree, you know, view of your condition. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of times we go to one person, one opinion, and just stop there and just say, okay, this is, this is what I need to do. And I might as well do it now so I can, you know, start the next phase of this. And it's complicated sometimes because, you know, that may be cost, you know, not the the most, um, the least expensive or the most affordable, but what are the costs on the back end to your overall health, wellness, mm -hmm. and, and well-being? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I've made so many videos and like TikToks and things about people, you know, just using insurance, like insurance is the biggest thing I hear. Like I have a lot of people come to me and I'm sure you do too. And it's like, you know, do you, you know, do you take insurance? And they're all hype until they hear about the insurance part. And I'm like, no, I don't take insurance because insurance is so prohibitive. Like it's not going to let you get the care that you deserve, that you need. And they're like, oh, well, you know, and it's like insurance, if insurance is really so great, why do you still have the type two diabetes, the high blood pressure, you're overweight, your hormones are all jacked up, you are getting more and more medications and you're never getting better. Why? Say that and again. 
say that. <laughs> That'll be like the job. You wouldn't yeah. be sweetheart. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be here if if right. your insurance and your doctors and everybody else were doing the job that they're supposed to be doing. And it's so frustrating, and it's such a mind shift that people need to open their eyes. I'm so glad that you and I are out here, you know, sharing that because. And it's like, we have to get around that and about investing in our health. We invest in our shoes, our bags, our car, our house, we got all the things, but then we're never going to be able to enjoy them because we're going to be fucking sick and we're going to be in the hospital. <laughs> like, and it's so sad and it's so unfortunate. And it's like, we just have to mm, shift that. And, but I, but I do think that more people are open to that. Now. So many more people are, are more, um, interested and excited, I think, too, about finding a different way, because I think they are starting to see the light and seeing that things just are not really working out how they should be for themselves. Right. I had just recently had a client and she had been diagnosed mm -hmm. um, with diminished ovarian reserve, premature menopause, premature ovarian failure, I mean, all failure, all the all the things. Mm -hmm. And when she called, she's like, you know, I got these diagnoses, so forth and so on. And she, and mind you, she's not even close to 40. She's like 31. And my thing is, okay, you know, it's, it's potentially could be. Um, so when I evaluated her, I was like, you're nowhere near that. Like, you're no, I could just tell, and I didn't have, I didn't run any tests. That's another thing. Like for the most part, I don't need to run any tests to know what's going on because again, I'm treating the underlying, not just all these manifestations. And so how I evaluate you is even different. I'm not just looking at your list of results. I'm looking at, you know, you're feeling your pulses, looking at your tongue and doing all the other things, you know, that I can, that I can see where, you know, things aren't going to lie, um, mm -hmm. that are kind of static. And, and, you know, she had had her period in over a year, like no period. Um, I mean, not even spotting in over a year. Um, she had a, you know, already had a baby, baby's about to turn three. And she's like, I really want to be able to start a family. And I just, you know, continue growing our family that we've already started. And I said, I, th I think that's possible. I said, how much time can you give me um, so we can work on this? And she's like, you know, let's, uh, let's start with three months. And I said, okay, you know, if that's what I have, that's what I have. And this is what I will need to do in mm -hmm. these three months. If that's what I have to work with, then it's going to require some work on your, on your behalf. She literally did everything I asked her to do. And in three months, not only was she better, she got her period back in like three weeks. Um, second mm -hmm. period was better than she, she's like, this is a better period than I've ever had. And by month three, she was pregnant. So my thing is that diagnosis, you just condemn somebody to, you know, premature menopause and ovarian failure and, you know, all these, you know, things. And that sounds so drastically just horrible, especially mm -hmm. for someone who wants to grow a family. And all you had to do was address what was really going on. And there were some things like, you know, work stress and relationship stress and mm -hmm. not eating correctly. But these are things that we can change. And, you know, again, a period that you haven't had in over a year and just, you know, just really short and irregular, all this, these other aspects. And in less than three months, here we are. Um, and she's pregnant, the, you know, healthy pregnancy, so forth and so on. And it's just a matter of, okay, what are we doing here? And we really just got to focus on the idea that it's not just the symptom, it's addressing what's underneath that and getting to the root cause. And if we address the root, all the other symptoms and all the other aspects associated with that will disappear. A hundred percent. It always, there's always that one thing that, that starts it. And 
we're so so many people are just blind to it and we just continue on and things just get add on and add on add on mm -hmm. and then you're at a point where you're like oh my god <laughs> like where do i even start and but there is a really there is a place to start and a great place to start is getting in touch with dr white <laughs> when yeah. it comes to all of that because that's so incredible. I'm so happy for her. That's such an amazing yes. story. And it's so and those, are the, and those are the reasons I love my job because it's like we can we can make some changes. Mm -hmm. We can do things that are just, you know, that conventional medicine can't even do without like over medicalizing. Like she didn't have to take a hormone supplement. Um, they said, you know, she had to start taking hormone replacement therapy. I was like, for why? Like, why? Why don't we just wake up the hormones that you still have? and mm -hmm. help them remember to do their job like that just exactly what specialty should i look for um for someone who specializes in menopause andrea would like to know um an endocrinologist um and not necessarily it doesn't have to be a reproductive endocrinologist but definitely someone um who's going to look at your menopausal um look at your hormones and see if you actually are in menopause um, there are a lot of other things that come into play, not just hormone irregularity, but also menstruation irregularities. Um, but there are things that you can do to make sure that menopausal transition, that change of life is smooth. Again, just like symptoms, people are like, oh, you hit menopause, so you're going to have the brain, brain fog and the menstrual irregularity and the hot flashes and the night sweats and all these things. But again, that means your transition is deficient in some way and you just need again additional support. But having those symptoms is not necessarily a part of menopause. It's one of those things that happen when there's something that's not equal, you know, calibrated well. So if we can address that, then we can definitely address the menopause. And you can again enjoy that transition just like you would any other day of your life, peacefully, asymptomatic, and just enjoy your life. And I think a lot of times we, again, try to pathologize, pathologize um, different aspects of these life transitions that we make, whether it be, you know, when you get your period, when you're trying to get pregnant, you know, post, you know, postpartum, all these different aspects of our uh, women's life cycle, a woman's life cycle to the point that we have to over medicate it versus, okay, let's just support it and give it what it needs versus medicalize it and make it something like, like a disease. And then now we're, you know, adding insult to injury. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think there's so many um, just general things that we can do at any stage in our lives as women, whether it is just like you said, whether it's, you know, for our daughters and, you know, they're going through their cycle for the first time or whether, you know, it's us and we're getting pre trying to get pregnant and then we are pregnant and then afterwards and recovery and postpartum. And then, you know, then all that time and then whether you have a child later on in life, which was my case, and then even women having kids like in their 40s and late 40s and whatever the case may be, and then transitioning into that menopause, into that next stage of your life, there's always an underlying theme of, well, how are we even taking care of ourselves in the first place? How are we eating? How are we drinking? How are we working out? Are we working out? Um, what's our stress level? What are our relationships like? Like really that holistic view. And I think from 
even the younger ones and like what I try to teach my daughter and even my son, right? Because I want my son to take care of his girl, you know, right. the right way. So, so he can knows way too much because he he hears like all the videos I do. He sees all the stuff that I do. And a very I I love it that I have a, such an open relationship with my son. Yes. He's 17 now, but he's almost 18. And you know, I I tell him all the things. We have a really open relationship, but I think that's how it should be, especially when it comes to yeah. health. You gotta have that open dialogue about it. But like, you know, there's things that we can do throughout our entire lives to, you know, because just like you said, these are not diseases. This is not like some shit I've been afflicted with. Like it's, it's, I'm a woman, this is my body and this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so many, you know, our body when our, when we're in our teens and our twenties is not really the same body when we are getting to our forties, fifties, sixties, like things are changing. Um, you know, we're still the same woman. We're still, you know, who we are, but chemically and things, you know, things are changing and there's ways that we can support ourselves naturally and in a more healthful way as we move through these different stages of our lives so that it doesn't have to be like this huge, like, oh my God. And what, you know, traditional healthcare, and then they just want to throw all these medicine medicines at you and hormones and do all these things when we can just relax and and more focus on what can I do on the daily <laughs> instead of just instead of just being reactive. And we've talked about that before. Just everything's so reactive instead of yeah. being proactive. Responsive. Yes, and responsive. And back to I think her name was Andrea. Um, okay. You don't necessarily have to find a specialty to address menopause. Right. Um, especially if you're looking for like a non-medical or non-pharmaceutical -ph intervention, go to your acupuncturist, go to an herbalist. They're going to assess you differently in the first place. And again, mm -hmm. they're going to support you versus medicalizing the, you know, a natural transition, which menopause is. I think mm -hmm. we look at these, you know, when you get your period, that's not, like you said, it's not a disease. When you get <laughs> pregnant, you're not, it's not a disease. Postpartum, not a disease. And menopause, also not a disease, but we try to medicalize these things so that, again, we feel like, oh, there's something wrong with us and we've got to do something and it shouldn't be this way. And the symptomatology is correct. It doesn't have to be that way, but you also don't necessarily need hormone replacement therapy for menopause. I would start with your gynecologist. And if you're still not getting the right results or the right feeling about you know, what their recommendations are, look at an acupuncturist, look at, you know, a, an herbalist in your area. And again, not just someone who says they, you know, can make some blends in their kitchen because again, right. everybody's menopause is not the same. Right. Everybody's pregnancy is not the same. So what your friend is taking is not going to be the same for what you should be on, depending on what your symptomatology is and what other conditions you have. Some people get menopausal hypertension. If you don't have hypertension, there's, probably not going to you know, necessarily be the same thing for you. But mm -hmm. if you don't necessarily have to go to a, you can start with your gynecologist. That would be the first place to start. Mm -hmm. um, you may not even have to get to an endocrinologist, but I would go see an acupuncturist or an herbalist who can really address your symptomatology without necessarily having to medicalize you. Mm -hmm, exactly. And I would even add on top of that, you know, looking nutrition therapy, looking yes. at different mm -hmm. foods, you know, those are all really great resources to have available to you and to look at, to work through all of this and just to make yourself feel a lot better. Just like we, we've been saying this entire time, it's not some disease, it's a transition, it's a process that you're going to go through. And why not get into like the best fucking shape that you can? Yeah. Why yeah, are you going to do it? <laughs> like I said, even in your 60s, like it's, it's 60s, 70s. Yes. Um, I mean, I was like, looking at the other day, I was looking, um, Dr. Fauci was on 
something because he's like retiring this week or something like that, or, or he's no longer going to be at the NIH. I mean, it's 81 years old, 81 yes. years old, and he's doing his thing. And my thing mm -hmm. is, okay, so 81 is not a death sentence. And I feel even for women, we have a chance to like at menopause, like start, that's another chapter of life to start mm -hmm. living. You mm -hmm. don't have to deal with babies. You don't have to deal with, you know, menstruating every month. Now you can really live your best life in terms right. of being, you know, carefree and frisky and really just trying to, you know, enjoy, you know, your years. Um, and so, yeah, it's, this. it's, yeah, it's good. It's I good like thing. her comment. I like, you see her comment. <laughs> Slipping slide, still slippery. Okay, girl. <laughs> yes, yes. we're all about that over here. We're all about that life, Absolutely. girl. Absolutely. I want to make sure you can slip, slide, dip, dive, yes. whatever you need to do, all until you decide you don't want to. <laughs> exactly, girl. I'd be talking about turn the turn the desert to rainforest. Like yes. it can happen. It can yes. happen. It can happen. Seeing acupuncturists. Exactly. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. That chiropractor. Oh my God. It's yeah. incredible. There's so much that you can do. There's so much as you can do. Um, wow. I have loved this. This has been yes. amazing. Amazing. And we'll for sure do another show. And if you're watching this and you're like, oh, shit, I have this question, this question, just drop it in the chat. We'll make yes. another show. We'll address those questions for you. And I put the links to connect with Dr. White in the chat. She's on Instagram. Well, I'll let her tell you where to find you. But just so you know, I got the chats all over. And this is going to be a podcast as well. So we'll do, have audio available so you can check the description and find out how to get a hold of us but girl why don't you close us out let us know where we can find you in these streets and maybe anything big that's that you have coming up or what what else all right well first um can be found on instagram and it's just our center's name is the edamonia center that's e t-h-e the e-u-d-a-i-m-o-n-i-a center c-e-n-t-e-r same thing on facebook the edamonia center all three words um, and Instagram, just my name, um, but you'll see the Ethnomonia Center related there. It's uh, Lorena White, and I have my acronyms after um, and titles afterwards. Um, but you, I think I'm the only Lorena there, so that won't be difficult. Um, in general, we're opening uh, a second office. We're about to expand, so um, into our second area in Arlington. So it goes. Those are things to look forward to, and we're excited about that because again, it just kind of feeds into the idea that we're doing something right and we're doing best by our clientele. And they're rewarding us um, by, you know, helping us, you know, grow into a different geographic area. Um, feel free to connect and anything that we, again, I can help you with, um, I'll, we'll be there. Our team will be there for you. Yeah, definitely reach out to Dr. White. She's an amazing resource. She's an amazing practitioner. I love it. I'm so glad we connected. Yes, so am I, Dr. Alex. Yes. All right, girl. Well, I'm going to put you into the back for a minute and then yeah. I'll close out the show. Okay. Thank you. All right. Oh, I love it. I want to thank Dr. White for coming on today. She is absolutely fantastic. And definitely let us know any questions, comments, suggestions, ideas for future shows, future guests. I would love to have some of your feedback around this. And if you'd like to know more about me, I am on all the places, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. You can find me at Dr. Alex Rosa. You can find me at DrAlexRosa.com. And if you'd like to learn more about my 90-day metabolic makeover, where we can ignite your metabolism at any age, definitely reach out to me for more information specifically about that program. But that is going to end today's show. Like I always say for balanced life, just add spice. We'll see you on Friday with the next In Your Business with Dr. Alex.